Hi guys, welcome back to Stargirl. This is Emma. Today is Saturday, August 13th. Um, we are very lucky today because my friend Michaela is joining us. You can introduce yourself. Say, Hello, I'm Michaela. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very excited to be here. Um, I have talked about Michaela several times on the podcast, and now you get to hear from her straight. <laughs> Thank you. I always love a Stargirl shout out. I really do get so excited. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Sometimes yeah. when you like are approaching something I know you and I have talked about, I'm like, oh, is our conversation going to come up? And then when it does, I get really excited. Yeah, and it always does. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, I guess we'll get into it, but today um, we are going to talk about Sally Rooney, the um, the Irish novelist. That I think um, Irish novelist is such a chic descriptor. I would love to be described in that way. Yeah, Irish novelist kind of undercuts actually her eminence. It speaks volumes as well, though. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's like the Irish thing is so huge. Yeah, yeah. Okay. The, the novel as a concept is so huge and Sally Rooney mythology. It all, it contains so much. Okay, okay. No, you're actually more on the right track. I was like, oh, this feels like narrowing in some way, but it's actually like... It's both. The, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, we have a f- only a couple, but all very critical pieces of Stargirl news this week. So Absolutely. you can kick it off. Well, this one hits close to home. The the death of Australian icon Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. <laughs> Which really is tragic. It, I think a real style girl. Yes. In the, I mean, I've never seen such an outpouring of people just being like, I love you. When yeah. When someone dies. It was really lovely, quite beautiful and very sad. I agree. I feel like she, or I'm curious to know what is important to you about her. I feel like I have a very, very surface level, but very potent love for her which is just like Grease is one of my most watched movies of my entire life I've like been her in the poodle skirt for Halloween maybe more (laughs) than any other costume and I'm just I love Grease and I like that's kind of like yeah very surface no but I think that stuff I the thing about her being Australian is that like no one is Australian (laughs) like in like the culture I feel like especially like growing up and it was very I got a real kick out of like her being Australian and Greece mm-hmm. and that being like part of the story. Yeah. And it was almost surprising to me, I guess because she doesn't really come up in like regular conversations. So yeah, when she, she died, doesn't really. Yeah. I'm like, I was like, oh my God, people outside, outside of Australia are really so affected by this, which was like quite nice. I think. Yeah. Well, she just seems like a kind of like universal sweetheart, I you know, know? Just like, like sunshine. Yeah. Like just such a sunshine. Divine. Output. Yeah. And so like talented. Yeah. She was so beautiful. Yeah. Rest in peace. Well, and the other thing was, I mean, talk about style girls that um, Instagram post I sent you of like, it's like oh, a yes. photo of her and Kylie Minogue and Princess Diana, which is like, oh my God, the Holy Trinity. Like it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Not, like three beacons of light. Seriously. Like, all coming together. I can't believe there wasn't like a shift in the universe. That was such a, I was like, wow, the Commonwealth really producing some greatness. I yeah. know. I know. It does feel like, yeah, it is like enough Commonwealth pride. But she, Olivia Newton-John is, I think, a source of like Australian pride in a way that she, well, she's like a feminine Australian icon. And I think Australian yes. culture is so masculine. Oh, so yeah. So it's like very, I've, I think I always found that like very cool and just mm-hmm. lovely. So mm-hmm. yeah, RIP to a real one. Yeah, seriously. Sorry, I was getting a little bit preoccupied because there was like some buzzing in my ear, but I actually think it's fine. What is? It? Hold on, I'm just gonna experiment with. Okay, hi, we're back recording. Mm-hmm. This this is my new microphone. Yeah, <laughs> perfect. Okay, well we were. What did we even just say that? We were talking um, about Olivia. We can move, we can on. move on. Yeah. So, okay. The next item is Addison Ray 
praying fiasco ensuing discourse. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that you're here because I so don't see clearly with her because I just have like <laughs> so I'm like so stage mom energy with her that I'm just like I don't even know you know what I mean. Yeah. So basically like she was in an ad for them for their upcoming like collab with Adidas and she was wearing the father son holy spirit bikini. Mm-hmm. That's step one. That's step one. Like, I was I was really excited when I saw that because I was just thinking, like, two years ago, praying would have been, like, so too cool for Addison Ray. Yeah. I think I was just very, like, not surprised at all by the whole thing. Mm. didn't think anything of it until you sent me that substack. Like, I... I mean, like, Olivia Rodrigo was praying Totally, time, totally. I mean? it's yeah. It's, like, to me, praying if not, like, fully mainstream, is suddenly worn by, like, the young girls about town who are not necessarily, like, these, like, downtown underground people. Yeah. It made, like, perfect sense to me. And mm. even people who don't know about praying, I mean, have seen that bikini at this point. Yeah. Like, it all felt very uncontroversial yes. to me. Yeah. And very, like, oh, yeah, naturally, this would happen. So, so then step two of it was that she got a ton of backlash, like, basically just saying, like, this is appropriating Christian culture. And both she and Praying deleted the post. That, oh, I actually didn't know that. Yes. She that deleted. That's so silly. Isn't that insane? Because, yeah. yeah, I had seen that she deleted and I was like, oh, okay. I mean, she gets so ripped to shreds all the time and then, like, yeah. delete stuff, you know, because right. whatever. And then, but yeah, the company did too. That's bizarre. Yeah. So I'm like, what could have pushed this over the edge? And why even was this, like, the... Yeah. Straw that broke the camp. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why did the floodgates even open? I, did, I mean, because I, if anything, it's like, I guess I did see, like, Christian TikTokers being, mm, like, very yes. upset about it. Which, to me, is, like, um, feels, like, certainly part of the point of doing something like that. Like, yeah. that bikini is meant to be very, like, subversive and tongue-in-cheek. Yes. And, like, definitely um, not taking Christianity seriously, which obviously upsets, like... I guess the part of the Addison Rae fan base that yeah. is very like Christian, but also I certainly don't see her as being very like religious or like all American like good girl. No, she no, so, no, like, no, no. Sexual. I yes, think, totally. Yeah. So maybe it was just like, did it get so like vicious? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess it was like an interesting kind of like. Um, an interesting dovetail of kind of like obviously like living here. We're so steeped in ironic religious obsession do you know what I mean and I don't care at what depth it's actually operating at like I don't care you know what I mean it's just like I'm a yeah go ahead and I think there's no like tacit it's not like it's not like Addison Rae's like you know Jonas Brothers in the mid-aughts wearing a purity ring no 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 it is strange to me that any of her followers would like expect her to be being like good Christian girl yeah yeah, I have no idea. So, anyways, very weird. Very mysterious, I mean, obviously, honestly. yeah. My my point of view on it was like, oh yeah, you know, yet another example of people just like hating Addison, you know. But I'm like, maybe there was something else going on. No, I, I mean, don't know. I think that maybe is part of it. Yeah, I think obviously she does get a lot of yeah uncalled for like hate. Yeah, yeah. I think that is part of it too. But yeah, to me, that is all just like very mysterious, very strange behavior. Okay, wait. Do you want to talk about this other? Let's talk about it because I think it relates to the Addison thing. Yes, actually, yes. Too. Um, well, do you want to shoot? No, you can. It. You can introduce. Um, so the New York Times this week ran an op-ed about the like rise of Catholicism in the downtown <laughs> Dime Square <laughs> scene. 
Um, which in one way is just like classic New York's time, New York Times piece, just being like, this is this really tiny thing that is happening in such a tiny part of New York that like, yeah. the New York Times feels compelled to explain to its readers. Yeah. Um, which ultimately like reflects really poorly on them, I think, because it's like this subculture that you're obsessed with does not have like the numbers to merit like national yeah. news a no. so just like you're <laughs> degrading your like the efficacy of your reporting more than, you know but then beyond that I think it's just like you just look like such a loser it's very that the Catholicism stuff I think is not uninteresting and like we'll get into this later like yeah. I think there is um the ways in which young people are like responding to contemporary life and trying to like grapple with all of it Mm -hmm. is very interesting to me. Yeah. Um, But I thought it sort of dovetailed with the Addison Ray thing in an interesting Mm -hmm. way because a lot of people were like relating that to, um, oh, there's like this rising Catholicism and now Addison Ray is wearing a praying bikini. And I think it's such a good, like to me, such completely different things. Like Mm -hmm. praying to me, yeah, it's, praying is not being sincere at all yeah. and by using Addison Ray, they're not being sincere like it's all part of this big like wink yeah and like I think Addison is so in on the way she represents like Americana yes and yes. she is like I think actually quite able to like subvert it and play with it in like interesting ways yeah and she can yes. embody it so well though yes. do you know what I mean which I think is like that's why she's such an excellent pick for praying because it's not like you're not feeling her irony I don't think in her photographs like she can just so I mean I've talked about this a million times but she can just so easily give herself over yeah to like yeah kind of just like over the top performance you know yeah. like yeah I feel like older millennials were so like not into religion at all yeah and I do think there is this big turn and being people just exploring their spirituality in like different ways mm-hmm. that I think is very mm-hmm. interesting and probably does like warrant attention yeah but yeah it felt very silly to read that in the New York Times. Yeah, it was really silly. I feel like it's like the question of earnestness with interest in religious imagery, the larger aesthetic world, just isn't very interesting to me. And I feel like there's this obsession with trying to get to the bottom of whether or not it's just like um, a move for transgression's sake or sincere and I'm just like does it even really matter like this is just people flexing or not whatever you know I just it's not an interesting question to me no no yeah it's not at all I completely agree and it's also kind of it's also just very old news I think is the other part of it like okay it's so silly to hear like red scare explained in an op-ed if you don't know what red scare is you probably don't need to no 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 (laughs) just let it go yeah 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 yeah, you need to like bother yourself (laughs) this relates or the larger point about young people feeling lack of spiritual center flirting with religion and catholicism specifically Mm -hmm. is ties into our episode today which is about sally rooney so is there anything you want to like foreground about that now or you think we'll come back I think we'll get into it okay 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 (laughs) yes one more item my last Stargirls news item which was at one point floated as a Stargirl for this episode is Kate Moss well we can we'll definitely do a Kate Moss episode (laughs) yeah she's coming it's coming Kate Moss my absolute fave Mm -hmm. was who does not really ever do interviews um, or like speak in public really was on an episode of Desert Island Discs which mm-hmm. is a sh- radio show on the BBC mm-hmm. um, where you like 
it's like you're stranded on an island and you pick which like records you take with you and you talk about each one and she was just like so fun and so fabulous i cannot recommend listening to it enough she's so fun she's so fun it's like and and she's like maintained this she's so like spirited and youthful forever yeah she's like giggly and fun and like girly and like um very game very down to Mm -hmm. talk about like complicated experiences she's had feelings she's had in a way that feels very authentic to her there was no like like script or anything it didn't feel Mm -hmm. like she was like you know pulling language from anything other than her own mind and her own memories i feel this about her that she doesn't like superimpose like theoretical frameworks and then try to like no speak to them yeah she doesn't and there's like so much money to be made out of that i think there's so much like there are so many benefits to doing that and she is mostly aligned like well she talks about this like her experiences on being like a very very young model in the 90s and like feeling very out of her depth and Mm -hmm. these sort of bad experiences she had with Mark Wahlberg and like the very complicated relationship she had with Corinne Day who Mm -hmm. was like her very good friend who did her you know photographed her for the face and British Vogue and like all of those very famous like heroin chic Mm -hmm. photo shoots Mm -hmm. that she did um and it would be very easy for her to be like, and now I am like the face of protecting young models. Right. But she just is being so chill about it. And she like has this modeling agency and she's like, yeah, there are all these things I do in my agency to like protect young models and make mm-hmm. sure they're okay. But I just felt like this was like a real person who was, I feel mm-hmm. like there's people a lot of the time lately I've found so incapable of just like looking at the world, thinking about their experiences and being like, what do I think about that? Very true. There's no, like, she's not doing, you know, she never, like, uses the word, like, toxic or, like, just these words that people use that have been, like, rendered meaningless because people mm-hmm. use the same mm-hmm. words to describe every single experience. Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, yeah, I was going to say, like, compare this to Emrata. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, poster child of... Yeah, yeah. I have to talk about, like, power dynamics. Yes. And Kate Moss did talk about power dynamics, but, like, yeah, in her own language, using her own feelings and her yeah. own... And didn't really come down on any side. Like, she talks about Corrine Day, who was like, yeah, made her do nudity that she was not comfortable with doing and yeah. really upset her. And she was just very happy to be like, she was my best friend. I loved her. Those memories feel really complicated. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I still love her, and it's just a, a complicated relationship. Yeah. That's just, like, what life is to me. Totally, totally. Okay, I actually feel like all, this conversation actually relates to... Sally yeah, Rooney's like does. character dimensions too yes, yeah and just definitely. like yeah 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 well, and Sally Rooney has taught me the other thing Kamal said that I loved oh, yeah. was we've talked about this before I love people who are just like they find the thing that they love and the thing that they're good at and they mm-hmm. don't feel compelled to be like a slashy and have all these other things yes and she like yes yeah, says on Desert Island Discs she's like I love every single part of image making mm-hmm. and like I like that I walk onto a set and I'm like the central thing and it makes like the clothes and the photography and all the other things that go into it like click into place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm like part of a team that does it uh, I just think that's so cool. And yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, like K-Moss British model, Sally Rooney Irish novelist. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, I have a lane and yeah. I'm the best at it. Yeah. Yeah. And exactly. I'm really devoted to this craft. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. I think it's very cool. And I think it's because, yeah, we've talked about this. It's because I have to do so many other things to try mm. and do the thing that I actually want to do. And I wish I could just like be a writer or be an editor and that is my full-time job right there's all this kind of like world orbiting that we have to do yeah and it's like can I just do my thing yeah (laughs) can I just like do my job and call it a day and my job is the thing I like yeah totally not that I don't like my but yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) no 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 I that's that resonates 
Um, okay, anything else? No, I think that is it. That is it. Okay. <laughs> Sally Rooney, Sally, the Irish novelist. The Irish novelist. Um, do, you want, do you want me to do? Yeah. Okay, so Sally Rooney, yeah, she's an Irish novelist. She is 31 years old, which is, is wild. It is insane. One of the things... I mean, when you talk about, like, a star girl, I think, yeah, part of it is, like, they have this element of, like, contention and, like, tension in their public image. Mm. And I think the youth thing really does annoy people with Sally Rooney because everyone's like, oh, my gosh, she's so young. She's so talented. But whatever. It truly is impressive. She was, what, 26 26. when her first book, Conversations with Friends, was published? And it's, like, not even embarrassing. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like so many people are always telling me, like, yeah, publishing when you're young is, like, terrible because you don't think those things when you get older. But it's, like, Conversations with Friends is still really good. It's, it's great. Like, it's, like, most people's favorite. Yeah. So anyway. so, anyway. So her youth is, like, critical to her public image and public reception. Definitely. For sure. Yeah. Definitely. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, she went to Trinity College mm-hmm. in Ireland. Um, yeah, she was, like, a champion debater, mm-hmm. which... Mm-hmm. She's a good thinker, and mm-hmm. she's a very measured speaker. Yes. She says her, like, she articulates her thoughts in a way that is very fascinating yes. and not boring, but still without, like, flourish. Right. Jo- like, Joan Didion, it, I think mm. um, Katie Royfe in her Wall Street yes. article compares her to Joan Didion, and I think that is a good comparison in a lot of ways. Definitely. In that she is, yeah, kind of a quiet, understated person who suddenly has, like, a presence. Yeah, because she you can just see her, like, logical faculties at work. And this yeah. is what I think I, like, relate to the debate background, mm-hmm. where I'm just like, oh, you're just, like, laying out your ideas, like a, like a mathematical proof or something, yes. you know? And it's just, like, it's just amazing to watch. And I think that's what annoys people about her, is mm. that I think that is easy for her. Oh, and she's just so people like, are jealous? Yeah, or, I th- yeah, I think that she'll like lay out these concepts and be like, what? Like, mm-hmm. obviously that's the case. And I think that like really bothers people who are like, okay, well, sorry that not everyone like got this. Not like, that everyone got there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And okay, we'll get into it all, but just one more thing high level that I want to say is like she, um, for the most part, imbues her characters with that like, she writes smart characters. You yes. know, she's not, like, condescending to her characters on the page. And her female characters in particular are yeah. very argumentative. Yes. As well. yeah, they, yeah. like, can't help themselves. They cannot help themselves, <laughs> for sure. Um, okay. Uh, are there any other background that we want to um, say? I mean, I think just her, her literary career. Yeah. She, mm-hmm. yeah, had this personal essay about her debate team mm-hmm. experience um, published in the Dublin Review in 2015. Um, so she was 24. She was 24. Then, yeah. She's approached by like a literary agent who asks her to send over a manuscript. And she like messed around with that for a long time. She was like, mm. I don't know. I just like didn't send it in because <laughs> I was like nervous or whatever. Yeah. Um, sends in this completed manuscript. It's published in which I assume is Conversations with Friends. I think they, so. Yeah. They yeah. Didn't clarify, but I assume it is. Um, yeah. Well, and the story with it is that she, like, banged it out in, like, three months yes. or something insane. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Extremely quickly. It, like, seven publishers bid on it. It, like, ends up being this very buzzy debut. It's published in 2017. Um, and, yeah, then Normal People is published. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, both. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, yeah. I cut you off. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's fine. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just, like, should we talk about the, like what each of the books is about. I mean, there's a lot to it, I think. But <laughs> I'm sure we'll, like, get into different, yeah, different parts of these books in different yes. times. But 
they are conversations with friends and normal people in particular are both these books about you know very like young people Mm -hmm. um in ireland you know i think like the way the sort of um like a jokey way to describe sally rooney yeah it's like just like miserable like you know sad young people in ireland like yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like intensely neurotic intensely neurotic very very smart um but all of her books especially conversations with friends and normal people are very concerned with like power the Mm -hmm. way power manifests itself in like personal relationships how politics and class Mm -hmm. and all of these different um, social things manifest in our like interpersonal relationships. Like, um, twenty seventeen, it's like, I guess early Trump era, but the book mm-hmm. I assume is being written like before then. Yeah, people weren't identifying themselves as like Marxists and like socialists publicly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But Sally Rooney's characters like very much what it was like the first time I had really encountered that in like contemporary fiction. in like popular culture yeah yeah, yeah, being, yeah like yeah. A, in like conversations with friends. She's like, yeah, I'm a socialist. Right, 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 right. And it's and not yeah. only. Uh, is she making her characters do that, which is very ahead of the curve? She's also like skewering it mm-hmm. and being like, well, they have these ideas, you know, Francis in conversations with friends. She like instantly challenges their beliefs. She's yes. like, she has these ideals, but then she's confronted with someone who is famous and wealthy, and suddenly that is very alluring mm-hmm. in ways that she hadn't mm-hmm. expected. And the way that wealth figures into her relationships changes mm-hmm. all the time. It's like at one point, it's you know, she resents it, but she desires it. Right. In a way that most people do, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sally Rooney herself, I think, like, identifies as a Marxist, mm-hmm. like a socialist. So it's not that she is not empathetic to her characters, but, yeah, I think she's happy to be, like, the way all of this plays out in culture and the way this plays out in our lives is, like, complicated and, and very interesting. Totally. Right? It's a very long-winded way to describe the Sally Rooney project no 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 I think it's it's all so important though like and because I feel like to my mind the the like heart of what she is getting at with her characters is like okay these are very like smart astute people who really identify with those qualities about themselves and they have like um like they have okay kind of as the opposite of Kate Moss right they're kind of like they are really like I used this word already, but like superimposing this kind of like theoretical framework on their lives and very committed to like seeing everything through these like specific um, kind of like channels and directions of power, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, that is like, has taken the place of their kind of like personal sensual experience. But yeah. then they like are thrown in love or in like complicated relationships. And obviously the like the way theory plays out is not, it's like antithetical to just like, being alive and having being frustrated with your friend you know well and i think there's a couple of things there i think the other part of that is um my god i've lost my train of thought but the other thing i was gonna say (laughs) the other thing that like i think instantly became very beguiling about these books is like they're so like sexy and hot yes she i think lauren oiler recurring character (laughs) (laughs) described it she was like they're like non-cringy sex scenes yes which is so true they like are genuinely very hot um and one of the, I guess, not criticisms, but there's like a real school of people who are like, these are romance novels, by the way, mm-hmm. which I am not necessarily sure. I think they're like genre romance novels, mm. um, but they are like very compelling love stories and they, they can be are. read on that level. Yeah. And the writing of the sex scenes is just so good so in and of good. itself. It's like, yeah, it's, it's, well, I think that is like 
another high level Sally Rooney point is like the writing is just extremely good and easy to read and like yes. you know I feel like people are always saying it's like it's like drinking water type of prose it is where it's there's so many complicated ideas but you're not made aware of the words themselves and that is really difficult to do it is really difficult to, and I think a lot of the criticism of Sally Rooney that it's like not highbrow literary mm. is like sort of fails to recognize that like well it's hard to write in a way that feels so easy to read yes and pack all these really interesting ideas and and these are like ultimately good strong sentences like yes. I don't know if you've read like popular romance novels recently <laughs> whatever not to be like such an elitist about it but I'm like okay well one of the really big differences between like I don't know like seven wives of Evelyn Hugo <laughs> and normal people is that normal people is like well the sentences are just better like I don't know what to tell They're, people yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> to use Katie Katie was our professor so we talk about her a lot but to use her language you know she always talks about like muscular prose yeah and like it Sally is. Rooney's writing is like muscular and direct like again that look logical faculties at work of like mm-hmm. A to B to C but it's also very light and like there's yes. a lot of, like, room to breathe, I it feel is. like. Well, yeah. she, I was listening to her on this podcast with Sheila Hetty, mm-hmm. who she is, like, a, a fan of, I think, and is, like, an interesting person to compare Sally Rooney to. Wait, Sally Rooney is a fan of Sheila? Of Sheila. Okay. Um, I think they're, like, mutual fans. They, I don't know, they were getting along pretty well on the yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no hostility detected. Yeah, yeah. no hostility <laughs> detected. And But Sally Rooney was talking, because she had this, like, big fellowship with the New York Public Library when she was working on Beautiful World Where Are You and she was like I'm researching the form of the novel mm. because she was like I'm so interested in yeah what the novel is as a form I would love to be more experimental with it I feel so constrained by it but she was like I just ultimately am like an impatient writer and I want to mm. like write the story which is such an interesting comparison I think to Sheila Hetty who like, is actually very experimental I think yes. with the form of the novel and yeah I'm sh- I think so- I got the impression that Sally Rooney would like love to be but like mm. can't she, she like can't help she herself. just like yeah. she can't help herself but to yeah write this very good but very like accessible prose that really just like whips you along and tells these like yeah she gets compared a lot to like yeah like Reg- like the marriage plot like regency novels mm-hmm. and like jane austen which i think she is doing in a way that is like good and compelling. yeah well i was also so gonna say like thank to. god like we've got enough experimental <laughs> novelists like enough people who are like messing with the form yeah. or it's really good for the world in general that Sally Rooney exists because yes. she is like carrying the torch she <laughs> you is. know I remember what I was gonna say yes I think the other thing is with the intellectualism of it yeah it's like yeah they are like sort of chafing against their like minds and their own the emotions characters. the characters yeah. but yeah. the other thing is the characters really connect over their like intellectual interests yes yes and like Sally Rooney they all yeah she's kind of famous for these very long especially in Beautiful World Where Are You but in the other ones too like email discussions like texting conversations yes. that are like so intellectual there's high potential for that to feel unearned and like unnatural to the world yeah. it's a little like twee to be like okay we're just gonna put these long email correspondences <laughs> between two ostensibly best friends. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, she can pull it off. Well, and I think the other thing about the accessibility of her prose mm-hmm. is that, um, and I guess we'll talk about this later, like, part of the tension that exists around Sally Rooney, I think, is, I mean, I remember reading it when Normal People, when mm-hmm. it came out in Australia. But, yeah, I encountered it, I think, the same way a lot of people did, which is, like, very much through word of mouth. Like, my friend was mm-hmm. like, you have to read this book. And I did, and I was like, 
I love it. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, I remember when it came out in the U.S. and, like, Sarah Jessica Parker posted about it and, like, Emrata. Yes. And I was like, oh, no. This, like, is not the, like, not that I necessarily thought it was, like, highbrow, but mm. I just assumed it would be, like, a novel that I read that I liked. And I didn't anticipate it taking on this life as something, like, extremely popular that all these people who I <laughs> – Maybe this is being... I'm coming across it. I think it's so snobby. No, no, no. You don't but seem snobby at all. I think that um, you can connect with it on this level that it's like a love story. Mm-hmm. Or you can connect with it on this like higher level. But I think for a lot of people who are like very, very literary, that is very annoying. Because it makes them feel like something they like is also connecting with people who they like don't see as being like literary people right but the wonderful thing about sally rooney connecting with people in that way is like i was working in a bookstore in sydney when Mm -hmm. normal people was like really gaining momentum and it was like people would come in and be like oh my god this is like the first book i've read in years like it really draws people in and like tracks them all and it was always very difficult to recommend what to read next because i was like there's nothing i would be like rachel cusp which i actually think she is compared to Rachel Cusk a lot, but it's, like, such a bad compare. Like, not a good recommendation for someone who's just been very drawn in to, no, like, a very No, Rachel Cusk is story. way, like, less... It's, like, less... In, less engaging and less, like, easy. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's no, like, love story or anything. So, I think it pulls people down really different literary paths, which I think is very telling. Yeah. Like, for some people, it's like, oh, my God, I loved Sally Rooney, and then I'm gonna read... I don't know, like... Not that this is bad, but, like, yeah, the books that are, like, blowing up on TikTok are, like, equally of interest and equally engaging. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, for other people, it's, like, oh, I read Sally Rooney, and then I read, like, Natalia Ginsburg and mm-hmm. Henry James. And, like, yeah. <laughs> you can equally be a Sally Rooney reader who's, like, drawn down that path. Yeah. Okay, so let's try to, like, talk about, like, just, like, what's the, like, main tension of, like, each of the three books? Because so, I think well, it, it shifts, right? Yeah. So, so Conversation with Friends. Yes follows has like a quartet of characters basically mm-hmm. francis and bobby are at university together they are were formerly like in a relationship now they're best friends um francis is very like they perform slam poetry together which francis like writes and bobby is a big part of like the performance of it and is like kind of the charisma of the relationship francis mm-hmm. more reserved they meet a very famous writer mm-hmm. and her husband and they become sort of drawn into their world Mm -hmm. and things kind of go for it's about the relationships between she kind of just leaves them there and then follows what how these different characters like spark off each other how these power dynamics change and um yeah it's very good and a lot of fun Mm -hmm. and And it's the most kind of like intellectually vigorous i'm doing air quotes but right yeah like i think a lot of people feel like it's like messier but i Mm. think that is to its like benefit mm-hmm, for sure mm-hmm. there's a lot going on um and yeah it's it's a good read i yeah. think it's certainly less she would go yeah then i think i remember reading normal people and being like oh she's like tightened a lot of the concepts that she was playing with in conversation with the friends okay but i don't necessarily think that's like better or worse okay yeah i think the sort of more sprawling nature of those relationships and conversations with friends yeah are to its benefit are to its and benefit. make for like a very very interesting, very, like, Jane Austen-esque scenario. Where yes. it's just like, okay, I'm putting all these characters together and let's, like, see what happens. And see what see happens. They spark off each other. Yeah. The other thing that happens in both Normal People... And Normal and, People is, like, more of a classic love story. Yeah. yeah. So Normal People is, like, um, you know, Marianne is this... comes Has 
a wealthy but very kind of sad family. Um, she's not very well liked in school and mm-hmm. does not try to be well liked <laughs> yeah. at all. Um, Connell is a very well liked person at school, and his mother is Marianne's like cleaner, like housekeeper. Um, and they start to hang out when he like picks his mom up from work and start this like secret relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and that the secrecy of it doesn't necessarily continue, but it's about sort of their experiences going to college and then. Yeah, just their relationship over a period of a few years. And it is more like a classic love story, but... Like, wrong side of the tracks. Yes. Kind of, yeah. But it's very... It is interesting to watch. It's like... It's like she has more money, but he has this really lovely mom and a supportive family. And he is well-liked at school, but then she is well-liked in college. And it's like... It's always changing, and there's all these different facets to it. Mm -hmm. There's like a... Yeah, these central wounds of him wanting to be well liked and wanting to keep the relationship a secret that like never heal. And right. Yes. It's very. I really like normal people. I think it's like kind of like trendy to be like I didn't like that one at all because it's more <laughs> popular. But I really do like normal. People. Okay. Well, I compl- I totally fell into that trap when they were first published. I was just like I was very like immediately attuned to the fact that conversations with friends was like the more intellectual choice, and I was like, and that's me. And the- <laughs> But, like, Riley, I do feel like I like them both. Yeah. In their own way. The other thing that happens in both of them, which is kind of neither here nor there, is there is, like, everyone's, like, in Ireland trying to figure it out, being sad or whatever, mm-hmm. and then there will be, like, a set piece where they go, like, on vacation. Yes. To, like, yes. somewhere in the Mediterranean. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> they do, like, a holiday. Yes, they and always they do a holiday, like, yeah. and, like, it always goes down on the holiday. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> which is, I think, great. Yeah. I like I, that as a set piece. I think that... Um, conversations with friends like the well in all of you she's talking about just like power and class and these things but like that's where the like um interrogating like the efficacy of like marxist ideology as it plays out in real life is like most like at the front you know and so it's in that way it's like the most like kind of just like mangled and like just the most like difficult kind of you know it kind of feels like the most kind of to my mind like masculine in that way of the three books because it's very just like like it's just like I can't figure it out you know what I mean whereas the other two are more like beautiful in some way yeah well also the characters are younger true yeah so it's very like being in your teens or very early 20s kind of and that feeling of like floating around or just being like what is going on like what am I doing what do I want yeah 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 yeah. no idea about anything (laughs) totally I think the like the like project two of conversations with friends is like interrogating like neuroses like as a concept kind of mm-hmm. right like all of these characters are like extremely in their head like yes. to, and like trying to like again square that with like lived material sensual life mm-hmm. and so I and I think that just like at the time that I read it I was like the and this is part of what drew me to it I was just like interested in being neurotic <laughs> yeah you know what I mean I was yeah. like interested like in like yourself as a neurotic like person. I was more neurotic and then I was also like interested in that and then interested in the concept of like how do neurotic people go like that felt felt really like titillating to me and yeah. I think now I'm just like have chilled out a little bit more and I'm like <laughs> that's not an you know the like Lana quote where she's like feminism isn't an interesting concept that's kind of how I'm like I'm like I don't know is neurotic cism an interesting concept like <laughs> Yeah, I, like, fortunately feel so much less, in, yeah, in my head than I yeah. do about, like, uni. But I think, I don't know, I think she, the she is very interested in the way neuroticism 
plays out and she is very good at not pathol like she herself is very good at not pathologizing it in her characters even if other people do she's just like well they're kind of just freaking out right now and they're really in the head and i think that is very relatable to a lot of people and i think it like shows a really good restraint to just like show them behaving in these ways that are sometimes strange and erotic and yeah very neurotic very in their heads and just be like this is what they're doing because that's who she is and that's how she's responding to what's happening i was listening to this interview with her where she's talking about um how like the interviewer asked her like basically like how do you come up with a character and sally rooney was like well i don't come up with a character i come up with a the relationship and then i just like you said like see what happens to it and she was like i i can't conceive of a character absent of Oh, that's interesting. emotional dynamic. That does make a lot of sense. Yeah, and she was talking about conversations with friends and about that quartet that you outlined Mm -hmm. and saying, like, she was like, I thought of it as almost, like, mathematical, where, like, where it's a rectangle and when one corner moves, what happens to the other? And just kind of, like, jimmying with the variables of the situation she came up with and, Mm -hmm. like, letting it kind of just go run wild. So And, like, the best bits of conversations with friends are, like, um, she sort of sets up yeah, there's, like, the two friends, there's the husband and the wife. Whatever. I'm not right about but, like, Frances starts having an affair with the husband. Oh, the yeah. I mean, that happens, husband. like, at the beginning yeah, of the book. Yeah, at the book. beginning. Not, yeah. So, and then Frances and, what is her name? I can't remember the name. of Melissa? Melissa. The wife, yes. She, Who now uh, uh, Jemima Kirk plays. I, in my head, I was like, Jemima, like, yeah, she yeah. is so perfect yeah. at it. I think that's why. But anyway, so she... And Bobby and Melissa are very similar, so it's like that's how they sort of pair off at the best bits. So when like Melissa and Francis will interact, yes, yeah, or, like, even like Francis and Nick, will yes, interact. it's yes. like the unex- she's very good at being like, but yeah, but then what happens if like these two get together? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's almost like she's like a like a scientist, you know yes. what I mean? But um, <laughs> okay, this brings me actually to Beautiful World. Okay, so yes. Beautiful World is their her third book that just came out this past fall, like we said, and. Um, it's a similar sort of setup where there's these four characters, there's these two best friends, Alice and Eileen, and Alice is this, like, famous novelist who's now, like, contending with fame and, you know, like, the politics she had that she, like, was illuminating through her writing, like, are now at odds with the, like, luxurious life that her literary career has afforded her. Um, And then Eileen, who is just, like, I don't know, she's just, like, editorial assistant at like Humdrum magazine in Dublin or whatever. And then and then the two men in their lives. So Simon is Eileen's like childhood friend who she's now starting with a relationship with. And then Felix is like wait, is he like the handyman or like oh, I think she she meets him on what Tinder. Does she meet? Oh yes, she meets yeah. him on Tinder. Oh I completely <laughs> forgot that. And 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 so and, and then it's the same setup of these these four characters and just kind of like the how what happens to their relationships, basically. It's kind of just, like, observing them as they go through this. I think, um, you know, obviously it's kind of reductive sometimes to compare, to be like, oh, the writer, like, is the character. But I think in the case mm. of Sally Rooney, it's, like, fair to do that. And she yeah. has, like, alluded to sort of doing that. Yes, with uh, Alice. With Well, I think she is, like, both Alice and Eileen. She is, like, yes. this very famous writer who's very conflicted. And then there is, like, a part of her who, like, wants to be this like editorial assistant writing about like natalia ginsburg and doing like mm, what she's yes. being like the pure work yes of writing but also but i'm feeling so frustrated with both sides of herself totally yeah okay wait i wanted to talk about kind of like the sally rooney heroine oh, you know, we can get into it i mean I, i'll describe the sally rooney girl okay and then there's so much she and she but okay, yeah yes. so i think 
to that end, the Sally Rooney girl, this the character in a Sally Rooney novel mm-hmm. is brown, brown hair. hair. Brown hair is so it's key. so critical that she has brown <laughs> hair. Brown hair and like I don't know if she. I think they are often described as having like bangs. Yeah, they're at least always gesturing to moving the hair out of their face. Yeah. So it's either bang, it's hair bangs, coming it's ha- hair. Yeah, hair is coming in. There's wisps yeah. of hair in their yeah, face. Yeah, 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 time. yeah. They're like partially concealed. People make a lot of the fact that her characters are like thin. I feel like if anything, that character characterization functions to like like they're not like embodied no, no, no. girls. They're, they're like, like bird like wayfish. Yes. 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 Yeah. They are to, I think they're mostly dead. Yes. Yes. The, yes. I would <laughs> I had asked. Yeah. Her female characters are certainly dead. Are certainly dead. And Male it's interesting. characters are mostly right. Though. Yes. Well she's like obsessed with kind of like square jaw jockiness. Yeah, you know. Guys. Yeah. Flexing yeah. hair. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah totally. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> well she's like... obsessed with pairing those two. It feels yes. like that was like her girlhood dream is like she yes. was like awkward and bookish and argumentative and she's like well, what if the, like... Which is part of the romance novel of it all, yes. but I also think is part of the, like, there is real power in being the, like, jock, chill, ripe guy. Yes. And real power in different ways of being, like, dead bookish girl. Definitely. Yeah. So, it's, like, it's a genuinely interesting power dynamic, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, why it exists in, like, romance novels and in so many other parts of culture. Because yes. it's like that. But I think Sally Rooney, yeah, is, like, very keenly aware of, like, there's actually like a serious this product. matchup. Like, yeah, yeah, this is like an actual interesting matchup. Yeah. Um. So yes, the girls are always like that. They're always yeah. They're always very smart. Um. I think they tend to have like a prickliness yes. to them. They often don't like care very much about being well liked. They can be very argumentative. Mm-hmm. Um. They're not like bubbly usually or anything. No. They're like kind of shy, like inward facing yes. people. Uh, yeah. And judgmental. And judgmental. Very neurotic. I feel like they are, in a way, like, very sensual. Well, she, she manages to make them, despite all of the kind of, like, um, like prickliness that you described, she manages to make them, like, really hot and really, yes. like, really desirable, I guess yes. is a better way to put it. Like, oh, you really, like, see the appeal of this type of woman. The yeah. other thing I will say about, like, Sally Rooney girls is they mm-hmm. are, like, quiet and introverted, but they're not, like, full... For the most part, like, Marianne is this for a little bit, but quickly grows out of it. They're not, like, full, like, nerds with no friends. They have, know. like, their girls who are their friends, and they're, like, at parties, and they're socializing with people. Well, yeah, it kind of seems, to, you already said this, but, like, the type of girl who, like, wasn't necessarily popular in high school, but, like, really grew into themselves and was really, like, yeah. magnetic in college. Like, her yeah. value kind of came to her socially in college. Yeah. yeah. And no when people are like behaving weirdly and badly. Like they have no. you know, they have like they're like socially aware. And when yes. someone's being psycho, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, stop. <laughs> yeah. Um this also speaks to the like highbrow, lowbrow tension that is in Sally Rooney plays out in like the type of girls. Cause there is like yeah. a true lit girl who mm-hmm. like you know, is probably maybe closer to well, suddenly who like works in publishing. Yeah. Works in like you know, with books, with writing in some way, who, yeah. like, has, like... So, okay, I think a lot of it is delineated by tote bag. Like, yeah. she has, like... I was about to say this. <laughs> which it's tote, so funny. It's, like, yeah. if you have, like, an LRB tote, yeah. you're, like, working in publishing. You, like, yes. being, like... Yeah, reading these, like, long-ass essays. Yeah. Um, or, like, Paris Review. Mm-hmm. Those, mm-hmm. I feel, like, are, like, the... Yeah. Um, maybe, like, very authentically the Sally Rooney type, who, like, yeah. might be closer to Sally Rooney herself. But then, I, I think... I think... Because it's maybe, maybe you can't attribute this all to Sally Rooney, but I do think she's a big part of it. I mm-hmm. think so many people read 
conversation with friends or normal people and they were like oh my god I like reading again I'm a book yeah. girl <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah but so those girls are such a unique type of girl and I actually do love them they're mm-hmm. like it's like they are their tote is like are they even carrying a tote they might be carrying a tote but I feel like maybe it's like parachute tote or like Brooklyn <laughs> <laughs> or like go or like a bookstore bag like it's, it's like the strand or something okay yeah and purchase yeah, yeah. the tote yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah. The, I think that is a key difference is they're buying the tote whereas the the Sally Rooney lit girls are like receiving the tote with their like you know lit journal subscription with their subscription to yeah. the RB exactly okay yeah um yeah I do feel like neither a good or bad truly yeah I think I do like embody both <laughs> but yeah so I think that like and well, as I say, like the enormity of Sally Rooney is such that, like, um, mm. well, when Beautiful Where Are You came out, there were like beautiful world totes and like obviously like, the bucket hats and like they. <laughs> That's they, so weird to have like a, a bucket hat for just a book. I know it was crazy. It was yeah. I was, yeah, working at a bookstore was psycho. We had like a little coffee cart, a Beautiful World Where Are You coffee cart outside the bookstore that like Airmail put there. It was wild. So weird. It was yeah, so, so weird. weird. It was so weird. But it was like, um, I do think that girl is like such a thing now. And like TikTok, like mm-hmm. book talk, all these like book talk girls are very that vibe. Um, and I do think that is, they are not Sally Rooney characters, but certainly aesthetically inspired by By them. that, yeah. Wait, there was something I was going to say about, um, oh, I know. Like, if, if a Sally Rooney book cover mm-hmm. is in a starter oh pack, God. it's like, it's actually pretty, like, devoid of meaning. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It's like, it doesn't actually represent any one thing or any one type. It can kind of been, like, thrown in to round out something out, but there's <laughs> not, like, there's not a direct... Yeah. You know, I mean, okay, this I'm making this sound so much more complex than it is. It's just, like, it's extremely versatile. It's in, just, like, yeah. a girl who has read a book. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a, it could be so many different... But it doesn't, like, signify anything about you to be... To enjoy Sally Rooney. No. You know? No, and I think that doesn't. to something we were talking about earlier, like, that's what's very frustrating to the, like, category yeah. A Sally Rooney readers, <laughs> potentially. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're, like... At a time, this said something about me, yes. and now it doesn't say anything about anyone. Yes, I think that is so, so, so true. I think, well, and also, like, I remember, like, Shiv read a Conversation with Friends in Succession. Oh my god, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I know, so many people were, like, clocking it, being like, this, yeah. One thing that I like so much more about Beautiful World is, like, the, the kind of, like, central questions that she's asking here about, like, which to my mind is, like, are is worrying about capital P politics more important than worrying about friendships and relationships, you know? Or, like, that's, like, something that's passed back between the two girls in their letter writing. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like that's just, like, a much kind of, like, softer, broader, and, like, ultimately more important question than the, like, specifics of Marxism that she's, like, contending with in the other books. Well, I think it so, like, speaks to... this so like speaks to the time it was written in. Where yeah. it's like I think Sally Rooney yet yeah, was very ahead of the curve and being like we identify as Marxists and what does that mean? Yeah. But yeah, she's writing Beautiful World where are you in like a completely different time where I think most people are just less concerned with where they fall on the political spectrum. Yeah. And are much more just trying to be like, what is gonna make this feel like good and fine and how can I like make meaning out of any of this totally just like what is a meaningful life yeah yeah yeah, exactly and Mm -hmm. so I think that really is like a reflection of the time she's in with writing and like Sally Rooney's ability I think 
you know, also, like, a lot of the times when I get into conversations about Sally Rooney, I'm like, look, say what you will about the writing, whatever. She's the best writer at writing about what it is to be, like, a person in your 20s right now. Mm -hmm. And, like, so many people are just trying and failing at that. I think the other thing to kind of circle back to what we were saying earlier was, um, like, religion comes up a lot more in Beautiful World. Mm -hmm. Although it is, yeah, I was reminded this morning, mentioned in conversations with friends, Francis, like, in spite of herself, goes to church. Oh, and is, yeah. like, having just a meltdown and, like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, the other thing that extremely uh, timestamps conversations with friends is the endometriosis part of everything. Yes. Where that was, like, it came on the scene as this, like, huge <laughs> topic where everyone's, like, we suddenly there's so much interest and investment in. Yeah. And then, like, the main character has endometriosis. Has endometriosis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that there is also something in Sally Rooney characters about, like... Um, you know, there's nothing a Sally Rooney heroine loves more than like being ill. Like the romance of being ill is not very lost on true. Them, which yeah. is very Jane Austen. I was gonna say that's yeah. also like like classic to the form. Yeah, you know, very true. <laughs> like, form. Sick women. Yeah. <laughs> very true. Wait, okay, I cut you off. Oh no. Oh yeah, just religion. I think, um, the way the characters in Beautiful Beautiful World, yeah, respond to like Simon randomly going to church. Yeah. Is, really very interesting and I think like I'm sort of like she's done it again now everyone's talking about Catholicism yeah (laughs) I think like the Irishness of it all is so interesting because Catholicism looms so large there Mm -hmm. Sally Rooney has been like pretty vocal about yeah at least like abortion rights in Ireland and like social progress in Ireland the way it's connected to the church and I think that it's the perfect setting to talk about religion because Mm -hmm. yeah it like looms so large everyone's kind of Catholic everyone's sort of aware of religion and like like reckoning with it and grappling with it yeah but I think yeah the fact that it came up in Beautiful World where are you the most like more explicitly yeah is yeah I'm like she's done it again yeah all the time she can see just like not even she can see but she like clearly is thinking about this yes yeah similar time to yeah like a year later totally in the New York Times yeah 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 (laughs) with no reference to Sally at all yeah which shows how limited their view is very true the yeah and even just like i hadn't even thought about it in this way until you're saying this but even the the gaze from the female character eileen to watching her quasi-boyfriend simon go to church it's this very kind of like you know she's very she's very moved by it and then wondering at that reaction that she's having of like oh is this exotic to me to see someone going to church or is this scary and like hot or is this like (laughs) bad you know yeah Yeah. and they have that thing that I think a lot of people have whether like young people have whether like why are you being weird yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) which I think I have too like I think everyone's yeah like the range of Eileen's responses to it I think are a lot of people's response to religion but I and I think it's yeah I think it was a really good thing to include um okay well what we were going to say before I went on that whole other tangent is um like comparing her to other contemporary novelists and just like other people trying to get at again as Katie would say the malaise (laughs) um and yeah I think the obvious one is Utessa yes who I do not think does this successfully as Sally Mm -hmm. Rooney I think um they would both argue probably that they have like different projects which I think is true but I think culturally they do occupy a similar space yeah also to the kind of like high-low yeah the high position yeah popular it's very yeah the mil- the contemporary malaise yes young women trying to work through it yeah <laughs> um, 
I'm also trying to think of, like, other names, but I think it's just a lot of, like, random people trying to do this. You know what I mean? Who, well, like... I mean, I think we could talk about the about Lauren Euler's novel oh, yes, itself. Definitely. Obviously, that's just, like, one instance, but... Yes, but that is such a good example, I think, of a book that these characters are so miserable, not unlike Sally Rooney's characters, who also feel unfulfilled in so many ways, but it is, like, so unpleasant to read. It's so unpleasant to read. I was thinking about this, like, on, like, they're both, like, comments on, right? But I think if we're gonna, like, put two points of the spectrum of, like, what cultural commentary or criticism can be, and one is, like, calling out ugliness, and one is, like, creating beauty, Mm -hmm. like, I think... Lauren Euler is just, like, creating another item of ugliness. Yeah. And Sally Rooney is creating an artifact of beauty. And I also think, like, I mean, a a book or any piece of art, like, suddenly doesn't have to be relatable to me to be good. (laughs) (laughs) But it could make it damn hard. Yeah. (laughs) But I do think I would, maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think that everyone's lives are miserable 24-7. (laughs) Especially, like, people who are just, like, living in Brooklyn and chilling. Like, I do understand, yeah, the ways in which contemporary life is sometimes miserable and challenging. But I just think that, like, the, yeah, relentless misery of a Lauren Euler book or, like, a lot of books that have been, that are written by contemporary novelists trying to describe the experience of young people are relentlessly sad. And I think that Sally Rooney's novels are a lot more true to, like, the texture of life, which is, Mm. like... Yeah, sometimes I'm having an absolute breakdown, of course. But yeah, sometimes I am like having a good time. Sometimes I'm like, life is like sexy and hot and fun as well. And like, there's all these different, um, yeah, there's, life is not just like one note. Yeah. And also to go back to the point we were saying before about like the, the relationship being the like Mm -hmm. fulcrum of the books, Mm -hmm. you know, like I feel like at least like Lauren Euler's book like doesn't have that you don't feel like care between the characters you know so it's hard to like hard to get that invested and then also to your point it doesn't seem to like reflect actual contemporary life because like the like richness of life even when you're having a shitty time is like in the relationships that you have you know and so I just feel like because Sally Rooney is so rooted in like what's the what are the like complicated dynamics of friendships Mm -hmm. and multiple people involved in friendships like that's just like infinitely more compelling and feels more true Mm -hmm. I think completely well I think like yeah with my year of relaxation she's like literally like actively that's like the point of the book yeah but even if that is like an honorable and good project and obviously it is like good in its own way Mm -hmm. I don't think that it is gonna be like you know people get so annoyed at being like Sally Rooney is like the millennial novelist because yeah. obviously but instead of the um like white girl in her 20s category yeah. I think Sally Rooney like is so the clear winner to me yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that they will just be seen as being so much more definitive because they're so much more open to like all the different like colors and and emotions yeah of the world did you read luster yes yes what did you think about that I or like not like it. i felt like luster was similar and it was it was like such an interesting idea and i think like not you know it was like well written i guess but it was so one note and so gray and i felt like though yeah there was not it felt to me devoid of like visceral human emotion mm-hmm. and maybe you know i guess people are feeling very like detached or whatever, or whatever. People are feeling very detached. 
<laughs> but <laughs> Sally Rooney's characters are feeling detached and alone a lot of the time. But yeah. like there is like emotion in that for you as a reader, even if there is an emotion in it for them as characters. Totally, totally. That's such that's so well said. Um, yeah, in Katie's Wall Street Journal article, she talks about Joan Didion as being kind of like the master of making the like malaise of a generation like elegant and beautiful and, and stylish. Stylish. Yeah. Sally Rooney's able to do that. And I think like um, I also think about like the bell jars being mm, a really good example mm. of a book that is about someone feeling alone and sad and detached and like they have no agency. But that is like a beautiful, engaging book that makes you like, yeah, it makes you feel something when you read it. Yeah. Even as its characters are becoming like more and more numb. Yeah. I had actually kind of forgotten about the like stylishness and elegance part of it. Yeah. Um, oh, just, yeah, or yeah. just about like that being like a critical piece of like making an illustration of the malaise like feel meaningful like and I definitely do feel that in reading like there's a part of you that is still like drawn into the world and like oh could I I would like to populate this world that Sally Rooney's creating I do not feel that in fake accounts rest and relaxation luster what else did we talk about well I don't know I I mean also I just I think I find a lot of other like millennial novels to be very non-specific they're just like it's about malaise it's about detachment it's about isolation and Sally Rooney is much more willing to be like okay, but what are the, like, actual day-to-day things that people are, like, that these characters would, like, think about, mm. cause them malaise, bring them joy, whatever, like, yeah. actually, like, wade into the minutiae of culture. Yeah, well, a lot of these other books are just, like, obsessed with the kind of, like, the scene is always just, like, I'm wandering around. Yes, it is always wandering. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and Sally Rooney's people, like, go to work and they have locations and they have engagements and yes. they have, like, specific memories, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was this article that I thought was really good in The Point by Becca Rothfield in 2020. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she says, I like Rooney when she gloats and strived, when she is limbed with the angry light of ambition. But these days, all of Rooney's interviews contain some statement to the effect that we too could be commercially successful novelists whose work appear on British GQ's 33 fail-safe gifts for her this Christmas list, which I (laughs) think is fair. I think that's a really good diagnosis of why people get annoyed at Sally Rooney. Mm -hmm. But I'm sort of like, I think I can't, you can't knock her for it because I do think that this, I think she probably thinks that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I think this does come easy to her. I mean, okay, a couple points. One, I also understand the, um, like, what, what's her name? Becca, Becca Rothfeld, Rothfeld is talking about Rothfeld. here of, like, it's not exactly self-deprecating, but it's self-effacing in some ways. You know, to not, yeah. like, own your talent and yeah. your success and just, yeah. and so I think that that, that kind of, like, quasi-feigned humility or whatever is, like, annoying right. for people. Well, and I think, to the point of this piece, like, that first personal essay she wrote Mm -hmm. is not so self-deprecating she's like very confident in herself and her abilities and she's like i'm just like openly striving for to be the smartest best there is yeah and i think perhaps yeah in her public image people feel there's been like a backtracking of that like it's so clear that that exists but she like denies it she like actively tries to cultivate normalcy. Yes, yes, very well put. Which I think is frustrating when you literally are a normal person striving for something. More. Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> no. It's kind of a tale as all this time, but yeah. yeah, I, I, I'm not so inclined to like knock her for that. Is she even like online? Like no, I don't she, think she has an Instagram account. She has a Twitter uh-huh. that she like will very very occasionally use. Okay, and it's like always very funny because actually she'll like get right like <laughs> she'll just occasionally tweet about like Irish independence. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's true. It's yeah. like a militant way, which I like. Yeah. And, but yeah. Oh, like sometimes she'll just be like, look, I'm sick this week. Look on Twitter. I don't like it that much. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, okay. <laughs> Hi. Yeah, it's kind of just like, oh, you don't really get the medium. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I think she sort of does, but like has no interest. In Not interest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Even yeah. though I do think she, yeah, we kind of, I think she actually integrates technology in a pretty good way into her books. I was going to bring this up before. Like, I hate it in books when like someone will be using, you know, like text, like text speak. Yes. Which often is, yeah, technology is integrated into a character's lives in a way that it is integrated into most people's lives where it, it is not like a character. It just exists. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's so, like some books, it almost still feels like they're commenting on technology yes. when they try to integrate it. You know, yes. it's so, so awkward. It's like the only, yeah, to comment on the modern condition is only to talk about technology. Yeah. And that is just not. Yeah, and there's no comment on them texting each other no. or meeting on Tinder. Except there's just like, they're doing that. Doing yeah. It. Except sometimes in a really nice, like I really love the bit in Conversation with Friends where Francis and Bobby are like fighting and Francis is just like so miserable, like just really like mourning the friendship. Yeah. And she like scrolls through all their previous conversations. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which I have like certainly done. But there is something very unique to the modern condition about being able to see like your very banal conversations about like where we're going to get coffee. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, true. For that. The other thing is she doesn't use quotation marks. Yes. That was, I remember that being a very big deal. Yeah. I, yeah. I, what do you, I never notice the quotation marks. Like I, I it makes no difference to me in books. I like didn't register it until that was like called out to me in some review I was reading. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Mm-hmm. Or I feel like I've seen people on Twitter be like, putting in the quotation marks and I feel like that is very like old millennial like grandma Nazi yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 this kind of goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of like um her the just like the ease of her prose mm-hmm. where it's like you're just not aware of any aspect of the style choices she's making it just mm-hmm. like yes there yes. you have there's no lift on the part of the reader no. to transpose anything that she's saying yeah completely yeah Oh, you know, the Sally Rooney Extended Universe is Yeah, kind of oh my god. Yeah, okay. this is actually, this is almost like fanfic vibes. I, you know, real I'm like, life I don't fanfic. even know yeah. what to make of it. Yeah. Like, okay, so here's the Sally Rooney Extended Universe. Taylor Swift is dating Joe Alwyn, mm-hmm. who is in Conversations with Friends, a TV adaptation. Yes. Phoebe Bridges watched Normal People in quarantine and tweeted at Paul Mezcal, who plays Connell in the Normal People series, mm-hmm. and now they are engaged. Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridges have a song together on Red Taylor's version <laughs> from the vault. <laughs> Taylor Swift is the connecting tissue here. So Taylor Swift wrote a song for the movie where the crawdads sing, which Daisy Edgar Jones is in. Daisy Edgar Jones plays Marianne in Normal, in Normal People. People. I think there is a song on Evermore that is literally about normal people. Oh, wait, which one? Um, Tis the Season. Oh, okay. Wow, I need to yeah, you should start. I, Yeah, I'm like, just think that it's, yeah, Taylor Swift and Phoebe Bridge. Oh, yeah, they will. They really both do exemplify, like, the Sally Rooney dichotomy to me, where it's, it's like, Taylor Swift is aesthetically, I think, very, very, like, cringy. I say this as a fan. Yeah, cringy. okay. And, yeah, she is, like bookish girl has like a romantic streak but is like kind of yeah. like her and her kind of like mod cloth yes. vibe yes, is yes. like a type of Sally Rooney girl yes. yeah honestly her and her like red era with like her bangs oh so that yeah. yeah which is so it's interesting that Phoebe Bridges was on that re-release anyway yeah and Phoebe Bridges I think is I, 
I would say I think they're both equally talented songwriters, but Taylor Swift is perceived as being cringy. Yeah. And Phoebe Bridges is not because she is a little cooler with like her whole vibe. Yeah, but she's very cringe in a whole different way too. I feel yeah. like they're both kind of like they're yeah, two separate types of Sally Rooney girls and two different types of the cringe underbelly of those yes. types. You yes, know. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The cringe that belies all of all Sally Rooney readers ultimately. Totally. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, definitely. It's just like the sincerity and the like just like offness, yeah. you know? And then on the other side the kind of like on the Phoebe Bridger side, more kind of like, like really trying to signal something and just like struggling to, <laughs> to my mind. Yeah. 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 I see that. Yeah. Um, but it's like, I'm trying to fit myself into a lineage, but I'm doing something like really insane, like smashing my guitar. And that's just like, no, that's not the ticket there. You know? <laughs> well, I guess there's also some, I think it's, they're also both the Sally Rooney type and that it's like, yeah, these are two people who are both like just ultimately extremely in their feelings who have, like, just hot kind of standard boyfriends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And yeah. the multitudes that that can contain, you yeah, know? It seems yeah, so boring yeah, on the yeah, surface. Yeah. I sometimes think people really tell on themselves when they read a Sally Bruni book and mm. be like, this, like, obviously the sex is really good and really hot, but sometimes I'm like, but this ultimately is what, like, sex is for most people. Like, this is not oh. really very anything, like, crazy. Yeah. I mean, and I feel kind of like a bitch saying that. I don't mean to be I like, know. oh, wow, you're having extremely vanilla and unconnected sex <laughs> but, <laughs> but like, like I, yeah is, yeah i don't know yeah it's not so off the wall I, crazy like this is achievable yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can you'll we can like wish this for all yeah. like it's like yeah this is like totally within reach and i but i think maybe that is something about sally rooney books it's like if you're someone who reads a lot of books it's like maybe reading sally rooney doesn't feel like as much of like a pivotal experience whereas if you're someone who doesn't read a, like a lot or has felt like they've fallen off the wagon of reading or whatever, and you come to Sally Rooney and you're like, this is the best book because it like actually is engaging to you. Yeah, okay. I can see that. <laughs> yeah, what's Just your like personal what... experience? I don't have much to say. I don't feel like I was like super obsessed or like super fixated at all. And I was also very late to it. Like I read Conversations with Friends once Normal People was already out. So that's at right. least like a year or two years after it had like been though. buzzed. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, okay. I read Normal People... Um, I read Normal People when it came out in Australia, but yeah, then I went back and read then Conversations went, with Friends. Okay. Okay, so that doesn't make me feel so bad. I was like, what was I even doing between 2017 and 2019? Like, um, but yeah, no, I, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I really enjoyed Conversations with Friends. I, felt, I think I just like, I was very in that mindset, really struggling, like, what to make of my politics and impulses you know what I mean and very just like drawn to neuroticism like I said as a topic yeah um so I think that drew me in um but yeah I think by that point it was already so like pop culture that there wasn't like another kind of like there wasn't like a bounded social world attached to liking Sally Rooney so I didn't feel like oh this is like my tribe that I've found or anything like that there was no tribe to find it's just like everyone (laughs) everywhere yeah I don't know what about you well I guess I talked about this a little bit before, but yeah, someone gave it to me. I really like read it in one sitting. Yeah, it's crazy. I like, but I also think I came to it at like this time in my life where I was like a couple of years out of school, mm-hmm. and I had this job that I like didn't really feel very excited about, and I was just like, oh my god, what am I going to do? Like, yeah, what do I even want to do? How am I just like what? I was like really trying to get trying very hard to like get excited about things and I do think I read Sally Rooney and I was like oh my god this is someone who is like 
is aspirational in a way, but I'm also like, oh, you're just like doing your thing and you're smart and you're writing these books and mm-hmm. like that is very appealing and you're just like, yeah, you're using your brain in an interesting way. You're coming up with something that's like clean and exciting and like has energy mm-hmm. and that felt like very alluring. Even though I don't really have any interest in writing fiction, it just yeah. felt, it made me feel like very excited about like the written word. Yeah. Well, it's genuinely entertaining, yeah. you know, and just like I think when I don't know so much isn't you know yeah. and so I mean you mentioned like not having an interest in fiction but I think like when you can get re-excited about your like sorry this sounds so stupid but when you can get like re-excited about like the potential of your craft even if it's not in the exact form that you or path you mm-hmm. want to take like that's always meaningful yeah. you know because like I don't know I think about this so much when I'm like in a pit with my own writing or just like work and ideas in general and then it's like I'm not inspired by anything I'm like okay you know it's like it's so hard to get lift off when you're like don't see exciting models of a future self Mm -hmm. you know and I think that is even like I still celebrate herself in that way how like heroines not necessarily aspirational but they weren't doing when I would read contemporary books I was just like this is tragic <laughs> this is making me feel so much worse about myself and sally rooney even though like severance or yes, that kind yes, of vibe. yes 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 yeah, yeah that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. vibe yeah and i yeah i read sally rooney i read sally rooney and it's like okay they are experiencing malaise as am i <laughs> but this is making and it's not even that they get out of them no they don't it's but just like a good world to be in and i'm like oh yeah. i'm not being like and like i've just I didn't, I, it prevented me from being, like, just a full rando. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. I was like, these are people who are existing in communities. They have relationships with people. I also have that. Yeah. I can figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These are just, I have these malaise. They actually are kind of interesting in a way. I can, like, find ways to make them interesting. And I can find ways to make, like, my life feel more interesting. Yeah. And, like, ultimately better. Yes. Yes. Okay. That is so, that really rings true for (laughs) Me. Um, wait, there was something that you had just said. Um, oh, this is actually wasn't, I was just teeing up my next thought. It actually wasn't <laughs> related to what you were saying, but I was listening to you, I promise. Um, which is that, okay, I talked about this when I was talking about Gia, mm-hmm. and, and Callie and I talked about this with Alison Roman too, is like, I think it's really useful when you have these kind of like standalone successes that like it helps like bring some kind of like, organization to the rest of things so when you were talking about like i don't even know what i was reading like everything that i read felt random like i feel like not that sally rooney just like restored order and hierarchy but like in a way like this is part of the like outside of her as a person and her work like this is part of her function in culture is like bringing things into focus bringing things into focus yeah and then it's like everyone else for better or for worse can kind of be like in relation Mm -hmm. to the success of her work, the project of her work. Do you know what I mean? And that's like having that type of focal point, I think is just like actually on like a very deep level, extremely useful for people. Mm-hmm. And like people spaz out when there's not a leader. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We, okay, this hasn't come up yet, which is kind of surprising, but I'm like, like girls, mm-hmm. you know, I think back to the early conversation about like um, being able to illustrate a moment in time, mm-hmm. but still make it feel like somewhat fashionable and stylish and interesting i don't know if you think there's any relationship there i think there is it's like interesting to think about honestly when did girls come out it was like 2012 yeah 2012 
like girls I think is more inclined to veer into the territory of like this is not she confound this actually is like bad well yeah but, okay which I guess is like Lena Dunham's like that's part of her thing but I agree with you I think girls was so smart and that it was like not talking explicitly about the times in which they were living it talked about like relationships yeah and I agree it does in girls they are like striving and like reaching for something yeah so maybe that's where the like fashionable part of it comes in it's like you see the dream you know you see the dream you see them like trying to get there and you see them like get really close to it yeah arrive there yeah at least hannah yeah Yeah. i feel like like shoshana as well yes the other two is (laughs) it's more complicated it's more complicated yeah (laughs) i think it is a really interesting companion piece to sally rooney honestly i think even just like reading Sally Rooney and watching girls at the same time would probably be like a very fun exercise. It's probably like a nice handoff just like time-wise you know. Also yes definitely and also girls like Sally Rooney I think like comes down very hard on its female characters and is very kind to its male characters. Oh yeah. Which is not a bad thing at all. No. But it's like Well the male characters are just so much more simple. Like the, the creators in both of these cases are obviously both so much less interested in in the men. Yeah. So there's like not a lot to like probe no. or parse. It's no. like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess Jemima Cock is. Oh, an there we connecting go. Figure yeah. There. This is the extended universe. It yeah. Is the we can universe. grow this I, web. I think that character is kind of what Jessa could conceivably grow up to be. Yeah. No, Someone that makes like sense. down and then is like really seething with frustration. Really seething with frustration and also just like has this kind of. Like, there's, like, this fieriness that she's, like, still leading with as a public persona, even Mm -hmm. though, like, the facts of the matter are she's, like, married and settled and secure and famous, you know? But she still is, like, has this, like, wild child thing she can, like, flex for, like, power and attention. Yeah, totally. Okay. What is, like, the question? What's the, like, question to sum it up? Teresa, like, what, what, what do you think is next for Sally Rooney? Oh my gosh. Well, what do you think is next for Sally Rooney? Um, what I think is next for Sally Rooney is, like I said before, I remember reading Normal People and being like, oh, she like tightened a lot of the... Thi-. Well, I read... Yeah, I read Normal People first, but when yeah. I read Conversation with Friends, I was like, oh, I see the way she's like tightened up a lot of these thoughts in Normal People. And I wouldn't be surprised if something similar happens with her next book. It's like similar territory to mm-hmm. Beautiful World, Where Are You? But she like maidens it up. Um, which, yeah, in a way... I'll, I would be interested to see which one I prefer or what yeah that if that does happen what co- I, know, I think it's gonna be like her public persona will like remain the same I uh-huh. think she's not leaving Ireland she had that short stint in New York but I actually truly can't see that happening like ever again she doesn't seem that like interested in rubbing shoulders no you know no she doesn't yeah I think yeah if you said like who are her friends I'm like I have no idea I'm sure they're just like you know it's like, like her, her friends. friends yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't think like necessarily anyone of note. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Um, I feel like when she's in New York, she does. I've like heard of her showing up at kind of like sort of literary parties. Okay. Yeah. But. I can imagine her kind of doing that and really intellectualizing it and being very, like, John Diddy and girl on the corner. And yes, yes, yeah. And being like, huh. <laughs> I think in the way Alice sort of does. So, yeah. Um, she shows up and is not... Yeah. Interested. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, I was going to ask you some... Damn. She did do one, like, photo shoot for Vogue, for British Vogue. They profiled her. She sort of was doing her thing. And I wonder if... I'm like... 
I wonder if when the next book comes out, though, we'll see more of that, or whether she'll, like, close down the publicity machine even more. It's like, yeah, it's like this. Yeah. Okay, so she's, like, on the beach in these, like, like a grassy, a grassy Irish, Irish in these kind of like yeah in this you can explain the outfit it's like a, a it's, it's like a denim dress like with a collar buttons the whole way down and like a belt mm-hmm. yeah and oh my gosh yeah this, this is classic it's like another one of her in like a sort of deep red like pleat they, they might be like pleated pants or it might be a skirt mm-hmm. and like a gray crew neck sweater tucked in tucked yeah. in sleeves sort of rolled up it's good. Oh, yeah. And she's wearing, like, the little ballet flats. And the flats ballet flats. It. Yeah. It's very, yeah, it's very, it's like Rooney Core. It's very, very Is she ever not in a sweater? Now that I'm looking at all these pictures, I'm like. Sometimes she's in, like, a button-down shirt. I okay, think. yes. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Here's the. I guess in my mind I had this thing of, like, she doesn't do any, you know, publicity. She's, like, very elusive, which I guess in a way she is. But she randomly will be on a lot of podcasts. Mm, she's, okay. like, down to talk. True. Yeah. Um, well, great. Anything else? Anything else? No. That's good. I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's it. I have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Sally Rooney. Um, well, great. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Thank this you so, so much. This was so, this was so wonderful. It was so easy. I know. I'm like, I don't even feel like I'm like a fanatic at any, like, I don't have like all this like vault knowledge about her, but yeah. she's so, Yeah. There's like surprisingly so much to talk about. That's a real one. You can't be too good for Sally Rooney. I think that that's like she can be a connector if you let her. But I guess also if you're a hater, you'll connect with other Sally Rooney haters, and there's a beauty in that. Yeah. (laughs) That's why she's a star girl. That's why she totally, totally. (laughs) It's very true. And I mean, okay, not to get into the minutia of the definition of star girl, which is ever changing, anyways. But um, there was so much chatter about her for these like window of years of just like storming on the scene like becoming the millennial novelist Mm -hmm. like as soon as she started you know i think she'll continue though to be the kind of right like there are so few writers now i think who's like when they have a new book out people are like oh have you read the new sally rooney book like that doesn't happen with any other yeah we're just everyone reads it immediately and i think that will like continue Mm -hmm, even mm -hmm. if like yeah the like mania of it you know dies down i think she is like maybe the only writer writing today who is yeah just known so widely is so part of like the culture yeah everyone just like keeps up with it yeah, yeah. i'm like mm-hmm. i'm sure i will just keep yeah i will just like, keep reading the books she puts out yeah obviously well there's nothing to be said about like being obstinate about reading sally rooney do you know what i mean like that's not okay not that people only <laughs> are doing or not doing things for what it could potentially signal about them but there's no, like there yeah it's that would be like a meaningless position to take yeah so you may as well uh, yeah just read it so Especially, you can participate in a casual conversation. It's exactly, the polite thing to do. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I think it will become even more the polite thing to do, <laughs> yeah. maybe as, like, mania dies down. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, like, the done thing. Yes, it's the done thing. Um, well, great. Okay. Okay, well, thank you again. Thank you again. This was so much fun. It was so great. <laughs> yes. Okay, all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. And I will leave some info about Michaela below. <laughs> great. Thanks, Emma. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Okay. Hi guys. Yeah. Yet again, just so fun to have a friend on. Um, we should have said this at the beginning, but so Michaela runs the events at McNally Jackson, which is a small chain of bookstores in New York. So I'll leave some info below on, yeah, where you can check out her lineup. Um, yeah, she always pulls together a really awesome suite of panelists. Um, yeah, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, and yeah, I guess really only one way to um, honor her with an outro song, <laughs> since we already did an homage to Australian icon Olivia Newton-John, um, I think we can close it out with Kylie for the freaks. <laughs> Okay, talk to you guys later. Bye.